like hot cocoa with those little marshmallows in it. It's short and sweet parenting tips. Hi there, short and sweet parenting tips here with episode number 34. We are on part two of Be Resilient with positive psychology coach and resiliency trainer, Kelly Miller. Hey Kelly. Hi there, I'm so happy to be here. If you missed part one, we explored several definitions of resiliency and how turning your focus on the positive is a skill that can be developed. Plus, Kelly shared a technique for all of us, kids and grown-ups alike, to be more aware of our thought patterns so we can stop letting negative thoughts spin out of control. So that was part one, so you can go back and check it out if you're interested. So this is part two, and Kelly, we're ready for the second step, right? Absolutely. I'm a strong believer in a safe space for your teenager to be able to communicate with you. And I call it the Say Anything book. So both of my teenagers okay. have a Say Anything book. It's separate from each other. They don't, <laughs> they don't share it with anybody else. But they're okay. allowed, they're literally allowed to say anything. It is a safe space. They can use bad language if they need to. They can say whatever they need to say within the confines of that book. Because it opens up a real authentic communication where they're not trying to hide anything from you. They're absolutely allowed to say anything within that book. It also sets boundaries to say, okay, if you need to say something that's a little bit harmful or a little bit painful, mm -hmm. let's put in the book so that they're able mm -hmm. to get it out of them. Mm -hmm. But really, right. yeah, so you don't necessarily want them getting that out during a conversation where you're face to face mm -hmm. because those things are usually escalating, right? So putting it inside a book gives them the ability to be able to get it out of themselves and get what's said out. And then it also gives you time to be able to slow down your response in order to respond in a way that is more helpful. So there's one notebook mm -hmm. that you share to communicate? Yep. And so, okay. it's, and so you're allowed to say anything within that book. And you set the boundaries of say, okay... This, this book is where we can communicate whatever needs to be communicated. If you're super angry, if you're super anxious, if you're feeling super, you know, upset about something, this is the place to really, if you feel you can't get it out verbally, get it out on the page so that it is released, but it's released in a safe space so that there's no automatic reaction coming from a parent or whoever is participating in the say anything process. So it's not a secret, it's understood that you're going to read each other's things, but it's kind of a free, yeah, and free it, for all. <laughs> yep, and it's, you know, your children are not to be scolded in there. It's mm -hmm, not a place mm -hmm. to, you know, correct them. It's a space to actually open up communication in a real and authentic way. So you're, you're talking to each other, but it's through the w written word. So you're doing it in a safe space and it gives you time to slow down your reaction. How about not getting your feelings hurt? Not to, you know, we talked about not taking things personally. That's got to be difficult. It is. It absolutely is. But here's the beauty of the Say Anything book. If you feel flooded when you're receiving information from your child, you can close the book and give yourself time to get into a state of self-awareness before you respond. That's the beauty of the book. So instead of having okay. just a face-to-face -face conversation okay. where somebody might get angry and say something they regret, you put it in the book in a way that is much more productive and, and you can actually use the words that are more helpful to move the both of you forward. Wow. Wow. That is a unique tip. So that will be interesting to try. So does that lead us to the next part? Yes. Okay. 
So the way we think of optimism, you most of the time people describe it as being either optimist or pessimist, as if you're mm-hmm. one or the mm-hmm. other. But sci- right. science actually tells us that we have a style of explaining the things that happen to us. So having a style of storytelling. And when, when you're actually listening to your child or your child is listening to you, how you're describing things is either a pessimistic explanatory style or an optimistic explanatory style. The people who are explaining their stories in an optimistic way tend to have more hope, tend to have more uh, resilience, tend to have ways to be able to look at the situation, something that they have more agency over. So it's something that is changeable and buildable. So when we have conversations with our kid, if we're hearing something that they're saying about themselves, say they come at you and say, I'm so stupid. Instead Mm -hmm, of just mm -hmm. automatically saying, well, no, you're not. And dismissing what they're saying, it's actually an easier way to get to what's going on with your child if you ask more questions to say, oh, wow, it, it really hurts me to hear you say that. What makes you say that you're so stupid? And so mm-hmm, it, it actually mm-hmm. helps your child to get in tune with what is actually coming out of their mouth and what is going on inside of them. Because if we just mi- dismiss things like that offhand, mm-hmm. your child's not feeling heard. And we need to make sure oh, that wow. e- even, yeah. if, even if it's something that is painful and we don't want them to feel, we need to make sure yeah. that the child feels heard. Yeah, yeah. Well, especially, and you know, I have girls, especially with females, I feel like. I mean, I know, I I know there's sometimes I just need to be heard without anybody fixing things or changing things or giving advice. So I just don't think about it that way. That's so, that's so valuable. Yeah. And it's, it is hard with females. We tend to be our worst critic and we say things to ourselves that we wouldn't say Mm -hmm. to our best friend. And so if we have a more optimistic explanatory mm-hmm. style and how we're describing ourselves and how we speak to ourselves internally, we'll end up having more positive emotions. Well, and I like how it's not like I am a pessimist or I am right. an optimist. It, 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 it explains how you're communicating. So what is the follow-on? So, you know, I've, I've asked my daughter some questions to kind of dig deeper what do I do with that? I mean, so what's my follow-on after they've aired kind of the, the deeper feelings? Okay, so usually it's it's followed by more questions. And it's almost teaching parents to be coaches themselves. So when a child says, oh, I'm dumb at math or, you know, and believe me, that's something that I used to tell myself all the time as a child. I'm bad at math. So it was a narrative that I had told myself. And when mm-hmm. when you really get to the root of it and say, OK, what's the evidence that you're not good at math? Show me the evidence or, hey, show me what you what you might be succeeding at in math. Show me the things that are going well. Because it's yeah. not an all or nothing. There's a process in everything that we learn. And some things are going to be mastered quickly and some things are going to take a little bit more effort. And so really getting to the root of what is challenging them about it helps to be able to put the put the effort where it needs to be and to say, okay, what are we struggling with instead? What is, what is it that's, that's really causing an obstacle here that we need to overcome? So it could be fractions. It could be, you know, decimals. What is, what is the thing that we're really struggling with? To really get to the root of it. And it's all, it's all done by asking open-ended questions to help them explore what really it is that's, that's frustrating them. 
So not yes or no questions. No, open-ended. Open-ended, yeah. right. Always open-ended. <laughs> yeah. um, well, and I like that because it teaches them, it walks them through, you know, let me look into this more. Let me think about this more. Let me look at where this is coming from. And it kind of teaches them. So because there are going to be times where we're not there being their cheerleader and they're going to have to sort through these negative emotions themselves. 100%. And really, if we aren't teaching them how to navigate those negative emotions, they're going to end up having to do it as adults. So the one of the best things we can do as when, when we have children is to teach them that negative emotions happen. This is real life. But how we navigate those emotions will end up helping us to increase the positive emotions in our life. Right, and it's not something that a parent's can fix for them it's not something that an ice cream cone is gonna fix you (laughs) know (laughs) no and nor should it really if we if we rob our children of the experience of building resilience we're robbing them of their own mental strength yeah and and I feel like uh, many of us sitting around the table right now could say yeah we didn't learn resilience growing up you know so and it is hard as an adult like you said you know I Mm -hmm. had to grow uh, I, I had a very weak resilience muscle when I married into the military. So, <laughs> yeah, it almost automatically says, "Well, now you're going to learn it pretty quickly." <laughs> oh yeah, for sure. Boot resiliency boot camp. I tell you. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> hey Kelly, this was so much fun going through these next steps with you. Absolutely, my pleasure. Thank you for having me. Join us for part three next week for the final two steps to help us all develop the skill of resilience. Kelly will give us a perspective to deal with difficult people, especially how to coach our kids when handling bullies. And finally, she'll give us a fun acronym to assist our kids in communicating during social situations. And she has an acronym for us grown-ups too. So catch you next week. This was Short and Sweet Parenting Tips, fresh ideas in bite-sized portions.